Welcome to the Transformational Soul Show with your host, Ruth Saltman. Are you ready to experience more stability in your life? You can change your life and be who you are meant to be, your authentic self. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Transformational Soul. My name is Ruth Altman, and I'd like to welcome you if you are here for the first time, and welcome back if you've been here before. I'd like to say hello to Thomas and Laura. How are you guys doing out there? And Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Um, I want to say hi to everybody also that's watching over there on Rumble. We appreciate you guys. Before we get started, let's just relax for a little bit, take a few deep breaths and kind of just wash away our cares of the day. So let's take a deep breath in and out. And another one. And one more. And as we gather here together, we ask for our spiritual tribes to come in and form a sacred circle around us. We ask for all of the angels and archangels, all of our guides and angels, our healing angels, our higher selves, and all of our ancestors to join with us now. We ask our spiritual tribe to wrap this sacred circle in a beautiful light-filled bubble of the highest vibrations of love and light. We also ask that we be open to all messages that we receive and that we receive them with a love-filled heart and an open mind. We ask that they help us to heal and be for our best and highest good. We ask that we hear exactly what we need to hear and that we feel it at our very core. We ask that all messages be given and received with the highest vibration of love and light. And so it is. I think I probably needed those deep breaths a little bit more than you guys did. <laughs> um, well, can you guys believe it's already June 1st? I mean, this year is flying by. I, it feels like we just celebrated Christmas. And, you know, it's just crazy how fast the time goes. I hope everybody had a really good weekend. Um, thank you to those of you who have submitted a testimonial. It's very much appreciated. If you would like to show your gratitude to Goldilocks, you can submit a testimonial as well for a show or a show host. And you can do it right on the Goldilocks Productions webpage. Um, or website, you just click up at the top where it says testimonials and a little box will open and you can put a couple of sentences in there and just hit submit and it's all done. Now, I told you guys probably last week, I believe, that I scheduled some amazing special guests for, for this summer and some amazing special guests for the Words of Wisdom segment. <clears throat> so in two weeks, Caroline Carey will be here and tonight is my first special guest of the summer and it's Paige Ozma Ashmore. Before I bring Paige on, I just wanted to remind you guys that um, messages are freely given to all those who ask for one. A donation is not necessary. However, if you would like to receive an additional perk during this live show, you may make a donation of $5 or more and your messages will be first in line in the order that they're received. And you will receive a little bit longer message. Please note that donations of $4.99 and below um, will go to this show host and my production costs, which means no additional perks of moving up 
or a longer message. But you will still receive a message as time allows. Um, thank you for your donation if you choose to donate. And if you'd like to send a tip or donation, page is Venmo. I believe Tiffany has posted it. It's at page, P-A-I-G-E, dash, Ashmore, A-S-H-M-O-R. And I know a few people have already gotten in their donations. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about Paige. She is an artist and an intuitive reader, having read tarot cards professionally for over 30 years. That's hard to believe, Paige. <laughs> you must have come out of the womb reading them. Um, as an artist, she has created murals, was a concept artist for the 2018 film Eleven, and has also combined her art and intuitive faculties to create soul portraits. And those are soft pastel portraits of one's soul energy, past lives, and spirit guides. And I've seen some of them that she's done, and they're absolutely amazing. Uh, she was born in the South and spent her formative years living in Germany. She credits living near forests and castles as her main inspiration for her art. Steeped in fairy tales and older stories, she learned of, ba of bears that could talk, sleeping princesses in old castles, and how the woods could hold deep mysteries inside of it. She has created a tarot deck called Tarot of the Kingdoms, which was published by Red Feather in 2020, and has also illustrated a children's book called Iala, I hope I pronounced that right, by Ayn Sullivan. I saw that they are available on Amazon, so you guys check those out. So without further ado, let's welcome Paige. Hello, Paige. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy and very grateful that you've agreed to come on tonight. Um, oh, thank you. Is there anything about you that I didn't mention that you would want people to know? Um, That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it covered it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So I had asked Paige before the show how long she's been doing these soul portraits. And would you say 2004? 2004. Mm -hmm. Four, yeah, that's a long time. Mm -hmm. Now, I do have one question. Yeah. Um, can you, like when you do your past life readings and that, can you see things for yourself as well? Yes. That's awesome. Because I know I've, I've heard a lot of people can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Sometimes really my downloads will come at really inconvenient times. Like I had... This entire past life in Egypt download while I was driving on the highway during rush hour. Oh, no. I'm like, really? <laughs> so oh. I could drive and see this whole drama unfold, and it was a trip. <laughs> wow. Well, Laura Ramiro said that you did a wonderful reading for her, and your artwork is beautiful and very meaningful. Thank you. Hello, Joyce. Um, and so if someone wants to order a soul portrait, what do they do? Um, what they do is they can email me directly. I don't have like a click to buy button yet on my website. Uh -huh. Um, and that's mostly cause I want to get a feel for the person that wants to order the portrait and just see if they have any questions, mm -hmm. um, anything like that. But, um, emailing me at laylagenie at gmail.com. Um, that's the best way to do it. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, can you purchase a soul portrait for someone else, like as a gift? Yes. So would you, like, what, like say I wanted to purchase one for someone else, would I send you their information, a picture? I mean, what would I do? You would send me their first and last name. That's all I need. And okay. then a mailing address for them. If it gets mailed directly to the person I put care of. Gotcha. 
whoever oh, that's the person awesome. is. That's mm -hmm. awesome to know. I was real curious about that. I mm -hmm. mean, that would make a very wonderful gift for someone. That's a one-of-a-kind gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of actually who order portraits for me or that. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry? That's actually how a lot of them come through wow. is through that. Oh, wow. That's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, let's say hello to some people here. I see a lot of people have jumped on. Um, hello, Heidi. Nice to see you. And Maureen is watching on Rumble. So hello, Maureen. Veronica. Veronica's here. Hi, Veronica. And Heather. Hello, Heather. And let's see who else we have here. Um, and Stony. Hello, Stony. So like I was saying earlier, um, if you guys would like to jump to the head of the line to have a little reading with Paige tonight, then you can send her a Venmo. Um, $5 or more, and that will push you up to the front of the line. Um, you do not have to make a donation, of course. Um, and I'm sure Paige would love to do as many as we can get. We have time for, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I love doing this. Oh, awesome. So if you're okay with it, Paige, are you ready to get started on yeah, reading? I am. Oh, uh -huh. I know. I'm sure they're very excited. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one we have is Sarah and Graffia. Okay. All right, so let me tap in here for a minute. Wow, so you're, what, what it's showing to me is like a spiral of energy. So this is interesting to me because it's actually showing you between your lifetimes. So you had a past life where it feels like you were on another planet and you decided that you wanted to start incarnating into human lifetimes. So a lot of your past lives are going to be from other worlds. And so you've been exposed to a lot of different ideas, a lot of different ways ways things are doing there's one planet you were from where you guys communicated through singing so everything was like it sounds like i'm hearing music all the time and it's really beautiful and it feels like a world that was discovered by other species and other parts you know near near there they were in other solar systems but that world is kind of like a cultural center of the universe right now so you came from that lifetime and then you decided to come into earth and they're showing me the spiral of blue energy that's kind of spinning down and it looks like first you came into um, indigenous cultures where you could experience shamanism, traveling between the worlds, because you kind of came in as an artist in that respect. So it's about how can I create with what I learned? And they're saying, and Spirit keeps saying over and over again that that's a thing for you, is like with whatever it is you're doing in life, how can you create from it? And what they're showing me is all the things you're engaged in now, but these doors just kind of opening up, like they're opening up all over the place. And they're saying you might be confused about which door to go through. Um, but what they're sharing is light coming out of these doors. So sometimes the light is stronger and that's the door you go through. And you could be like, oh, well, great. How do I how do I do that? Um, one way you could do it is if you're in meditation, just look at different options you have in front of you and which door seems to have the most light coming out of it. Even if the door seems closed to you, where's the light coming out? Like, you know how you see light coming out through the bottom of a door? So you could see it that way. You could see it in states of opening. But also, as you go about your regular life, pay attention to what attracts you visually. Like, do you see a flash of something out of nowhere? And then get in touch with what were you just thinking at that moment? Because they keep showing me that. And this is interesting, too, because they say after this time on Earth, there's possibilities of future lifetimes where you go to a dimension of light and you're going to be working with light frequencies and channeling them in healing into like healing modalities. 
but you're not just healing beings. It feels like you're healing planets and stars. So that's really fascinating. So it's like a journey. So they're wanting to pay attention to the journey. So your journey from these lifetimes living in other worlds, the journey between lifetimes where you're choosing what you want to do, your journey into this lifetime, which you're creating with it, and the journey after where you could become one of these light beings that channels light healing energy throughout the universe. So that's pretty cool. Wow, that is really cool. <clears throat> so when you do a reading, do you do you get a visual? Do you you feel it? How does the information come to you? Um, usually it's a visual thing. I'll, I'll see it first and then the guides start talking. Like um, I'll see images. It's kind of like watching a movie. Like when I, I do mean. people's pictures, you know, I'll sit and close my eyes and then usually a lot of stuff just starts dropping in. It's kind of like um, a string of pearls, but the pearls are all kind of laying on the table. So I have to string them up myself and figure out what, what comes first. And yeah. then that's when their guides come in and they just start talking about the different things they want the person to know. Wow, that is so amazing. Thank you. Okay, Sarah, I hope you got all that. Um, next is Megan Saltman. Okay, hi, Megan. Okay, let's see. Wow, all right. So what they're showing is a well. It feels like you're a Celt. And it feels like, um, so one thing about the Celts, the Celts were kind of considered Indo-European nomadic um, kind of warrior people. So they actually started in the East and kind of traveled across Europe and wound up in the UK or what would later become the UK. And it feels to me like this is more like um, Northern Europe, like up around where Germany is. I mean, before it was known any anything like that. But you're looking into a well and you're connecting with... Um, the healing energy of water through that, but also you could see beings like, and that was really common for the Celts actually to see the little people or fairies or water spirits or different beings. And you learned how to do water magic in that lifetime. And primarily um, for you, it was learning which beings to trust. Um, and here in America, we're all a flutter about fairies and we all, and we have Tinkerbell and all of that. But um, in Europe and other parts of the world, there's a lot of different types of beings. They're not all friendly. So for you, you learned who you could trust and who you couldn't trust via the, the water spirits, like getting in touch with water. And towards the end of your life, you lived to be an old woman, but you would make these healing potions and healing soups for people that were really powerful. But what I'm guided to see here is really pretty amazing because towards the end of your life, as you got older, you were able to connect with the spirit of water itself. So not just the beings that lived in it, like selkies or mermaids or whatever, but you could talk to the spirit of water. Like, And what you discovered was that um, different bodies of water had a different kind of spiritual presence in it that you could connect with. And then you also got in touch with like the oversoul of all water. So for you, that's all about flow. And what your guides are sharing with me is that how you can connect through all of these water beings and the spirit of waters through your blood because you've got water in your blood. I mean, that's a part of it. But they say you're still connected to working with those types of beings. So I think there would be a, a lot of potential there. Um, if I were you, I might collect um, some like little mermaid charms or something and use those as a touchstone for meditating or working with those energies because it's fun. And that's the thing most people don't get. When you create, like when you're creating your reality, you are tapping into the subconscious mind. That's the part that does a lot of the creating. And children are very close to that, um, that part of the mind. 
with through their imagination and their play. And so it kind of sparks those memories for you if you wear little things like that that would speak to that because your subconscious mind speaks through symbols. So hopefully that's not too complicated a message. <laughs> wow, I love that mermaid energy, huh? It's pretty cool, actually. Wow, that is awesome. Um, so next we have Thomas Saltman. Okay. All right. So what they're showing me, there's a few lifetimes here, but one they showed me is you were a woman and you were an Inuit. And I see you holding um, whale bones. And it's like you're, you're carving the story of your people into this whale bone. And the whale spirit is kind of present in the, in the whale bone, but you made these bones that were um, kind of story bones. And you know what? I met somebody like 20 years ago who um, a Native American person walked up to her and said, here, these are for you. You're the new caretaker. And she had no idea what they were. And um, they're bones like different lengths, but they have stories carved on them. There's like petroglyphs and they're apparently really old. They're, they're thousands of years old. And he really wanted to give them to somebody in his family, but he kept getting drawn to this lady. So what I'm guided to share you with you is that you made bones like this. I mean, yours were bigger because they came from whales, but you had these whole stories and some of them were like healing songs and stuff that were carved on these bones. So that's pretty cool. And that was really kind of centering for you as a shamanic lifetime, because from there you bounced around and you did, um, like I see some Plains Indians lifetimes where you were also a shaman. And it feels like there's a connection also to the sea where you're working with shells and stuff with shamanism. That feels more like it's around Florida. Um, and I'm also feeling like you did some work with um, Ishkakao in South America. And Ishkakao is the goddess of cacao or chocolate. So you worked with her. But it's all in like, how do you bring the natural ingredients of the world and you imbue them with this magic and then you're using them as tools that humans can access. So there's an idea around that. So I don't know if you do any kind of creativity or woodworking or anything, but there's something there for that. Wow. That sounds pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So Paige, have you, um, have you checked your uh, Venmo? This is a really weird thing for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to just talking. So um, yeah, no, we're still good where we were. Okay. Awesome. Um <clears throat> Well, if any um, any more pop up, we'll we'll put those to the the front of the list. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, we can start seeing who wants a message. Yeah, that's, that's cool. You. Okay, let me, I know I saw a couple people. I don't want to miss anybody, and if I do, you guys would just have to let me know. Um, so, Veronica. Okay. You, you probably do you lead your last name. No, Veronica's okay. fine. Just making sure. Okay. No, no. Um, most of the people I do pictures for, I've never even seen. Okay. You know, I've never met them or anything. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So what they're showing with you is they're showing a lifetime where you were, um, like today, I think they call them ROM because it's like um, not supposed to be politically correct to call them gypsies. Um, but that's what you were. They're showing me a past life. It feels like it's Eastern Europe. You're dancing around a fire and they're showing me that you could read tea leaves and you were really good with them. Um, kind of spooky good, actually. 
but you were really good. So what your spirits are saying is you learned how to see patterns in the world. And so it wasn't just like looking at, um, and that's, that's for you was the epiphany, by the way, as you're looking at cups and you're lo looking at the symbols appearing in the cup, but realizing you can see patterns of things in the world. So you kind of turned the whole world into your teacup. And I'm this, the feeling I'm getting for this is around like the late 1600s or so. Um, and your people, and at that time, you know, we still had a lot of the primeval forest left. So your people lived deep in the woods and they kind of came out to entertain people and do shows and stuff like that. And um, you would get like a few coins here and there from doing your tea leaf readings. But I do see you like um, aging through that. You did marry, you did have children and you always did this on the side, but you could see like you were almost prophetic with the stuff you could see. And so this lifetime is all about um, trusting your vision so that's what it's bringing to you right now, trusting your vision, but also seeing the patterns in the world. Like how can you view the world as a teacup or as an oracle card, if you will, you know, and to kind of engage with that because it feels to me like you have a talent with um, talking to angels or spirits, like there's something there with that. And it could be fostered by practicing that. Wow, that's awesome. That's a beautiful reading. <laughs> I hope that resonates with you, Veronica. Um, that's really cool. I'm, you know, you can really tell that you really enjoy doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so awesome. Well, it gives me a chance to see movies. Because <laughs> I'm watching the whole thing unfold. And it's interesting because with some people, I've met some people that were around during um, certain times when big things happened. And I've seen where... Maybe what we have in history is not quite what it was. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's been the fascinating thing to learn about. Do you see it in color? Yeah. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. All right. Next, we have Heidi. Hi, Heidi. Okay. Let's see what we have for you. Okay. So, what they're showing for you is... It feels like you, This first of all, this is in ancient Egypt, but you weren't Egyptian, you were African, and you did trade between your people and the Egyptians. And at that time, the Egyptians were so powerful that they were kind of feared. But you actually had decent relationships with the ones that you did trading with. And I feel that you were a man in that lifetime. And you had your own form of kind of animistic religion that you guys did where you believed in um, the spirits of the land, like there were um, spirits of different plants, um, different things that we wouldn't have a correlation to because just the, the flora and fauna there is really different. But you did trade between your people and the Egyptians. And in a sense, you were kind of a peacekeeper because the Egyptians really liked you. And so sometimes they would they would give you extra little things, you know, like trinkets or whatever that you could have for yourself or give to your kids um, because you were father. Um, but it was all about just witnessing the, all the things that transpired during that time. So I know it may sound like kind of an ordinary lifetime, but it's actually, it feels very magical to me because it feels like you were very connected to the land at that point and you had the ability to do really deep listening and you were fluent in a lot of different tribal dialects that were in your area but also egyptian so you could speak that really fluently and what the spirits are telling me why that at lifetime is important to you is because there's a 
you witnessed something really powerful. Like you were around during the time when the pyramids started being built. And so you got to see that. So there's a part of you that knows how they did it. So um, you, it's like you're a witness, you're a divine witness for that period of history. Like the divine needs all of these different sets of eyes. If you think about a lifetime being like a medicine wheel, and ideally you want to travel around the medicine wheel because you learn from the different direction points. So you're holding this powerful point in history in the in like the medicine wheel of earth by having lived in that time. So it's almost like you're honoring what happened then, if that makes any sense. But that's what they're sharing with me on that. Wow, that was amazing. So any of you that have gotten a reading tonight from Paige, if, you know, please let us know in the comments. Does any of that like, you know, does it resonate with you? Does it bring back anything? You know, just let us know how you feel about it. Veronica, Veronica said that, um, dang, she missed it. She has to go back. She was trying to do her PayPal and this the reading so she's going to go back and listen to it it's really good veronica you will enjoy it so much um that's just kind of cracks me up um okay so we have joyce next hi joyce all righty let's see what we have oh how cool these lifetimes are always fun to look at okay <laughs> this one what they're showing me is that you were one of the the Sami people, I believe they're called. Um, they're from Finland. And um, so like if you've seen the movie Frozen, that was kind of based off the Sami people. They're showing that you were a woman. Oh, wow. And you did this embroidery. And your embroidery could bless other people. That's fascinating to me. Um, so your people were around reindeer a lot. You saw the northern lights all the time. Um, but you had an ability to like sew these beautiful, intricate patterns of flowers that you did it with intention, which is really interesting to me because um, some of the earlier um, deities that we have um, references for were kind of focused around weaving or because um, they believe that weaving, being able to weave and make clothing is really what the first thing that needed to happen for civilization to happen, as an example. But you're a woman, you had a really large family, but you would make these, that's where you would get your quiet time. It was like meditation for you. But you would do these beautiful embroidered shirts and like skirts and stuff, but you could put something in that. Like if you loved the person, you would channel something in a flower. Um, like there was a yellow flower that meant hope and you would put those in, in it and you would make something for somebody that maybe didn't have a whole lot of hope, but you would make, put a little yellow flower on it. And it was like how you did magic. But if somebody were to say, oh, you do magic, you no, 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 no. I don't do any of that. Uh, this lifetime feels like it's around the time when Christianity is starting to expand into Europe. Um, but it was really late coming in those areas of the world. So they were able to maintain their traditions longer. And so it feels to me like they, the guides keep showing around the 1200s. But it was about, um, I just see you sewing and like dyeing the threads yourself to get these really beautiful colors. So everything from the ground up, but you could do magic through embroidery. That's really interesting. So um, you might want to check out, like, I don't know if you do magic or anything like that, but you might want to check out cord magic, um, sewing things, you know, doing something with thread because it's kind of a way of binding a good intention to something else. Um, maybe practice with yourself with goals that you have, you know, and if you, you're like, oh, I have 
no ability to sew whatsoever. Just get one of those little kits, like they sell little kits on it. But there's something there. You you did magic through your embroidery. Wow, that is so cool. You know, you don't hear Finland popping up very often, but my great-grandparents were born in Finland. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Yeah, my ancestry turned up some Finnish stuff for me, too. Oh, really? And Coptic wow. Egyptian. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Well, Maureen, thank you so much for your Rumble rant. Um, Maureen is watching over, obviously, on Rumble, and she would love a message. Okay. Or right, reading. Sure. Okay. Wow. So this is what they're showing me about you. Um, you lived in Japan. You were a man. You had a noodle shop. So you made noodles. And you would, um, a lot of times, you would serve like samurais. So this was a while ago, but you would you would serve and you had all these interesting people that came to your noodle shop because it was the best noodle shop around. Um, but you were really deep, like you were really a deep person. You had a really great sense of humor. And I mean, your noodles were great, but people really came for you because you just had this unique way of looking at the world. Um, sometimes you would say something and people could laugh at what it was you said, but later it would like turn out to be true. Um, but you would, you would do stuff like that. And it feels to me like it's maybe I'm feeling like late 1600s, early 1700s around the time of that lifetime. But it feels like Japan is beautiful. Then you've still got all the old forests and everything and just fascinating with all the stuff you learned. Some of the samurai taught you some of their stuff too. So you weren't too bad with a sword yourself. And you could even show them a few tricks that they didn't know. But it was all, that lifetime was all about being present and just being aware of all of the things, all the conversations, all the people. It feels like when I tap into that lifetime, it feels like that lifetime feels very restful to your soul. Because sometimes we come into lifetimes where we've got to work hard on something or we see negative things that happen like wars and such. But this lifetime feels like it's a nectar for you. Like it's something that feeds you. So today you might have this relaxation that comes out of nowhere or a sense of peace that comes out of nowhere. And you could be like, well, where is that from? And it's it feels like it's from this lifetime because that part of you really loved to laugh, would really love to laugh and had a wonderful sense of humor. Wow. That is really cool. Um, so have you found when you give a, someone a past life reading that there's a lot of, there are things, maybe um, characteristics or different things about their personality that go through each different um, lifetime with them? Yeah, there, there are aspects of yourself that can certainly, you know, get passed down. Like um, when I do the pictures, what I do is it's kind of like if you've ever seen quilts before like really intricate ones. And you notice that there's a color theme, like maybe they're working on a blue theme in the quilt. So what I tap into is the theme that you're working on. So what is the theme right now for you? Mm -hmm. And that lifetime is coming up for a reason because it's sharing its wisdom, which you have access to all of the wisdom from all of the past lives you've ever led. You might not remember who you were or where you were, but there's something there that you're going to have access to that you might have um, knowledge and wisdom from especially with really little kids, 
Mm -hmm. I mean, if you've seen those stories where they're like, I remember I was married to this lady and we had four kids and the kids too. And you're like, no, you didn't. But you know, that's them remembering a past life. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Um, okay. So next we have Kim. Hi, Kim. Okay. Oh, all right. Wow. Okay. So what they're showing me is a couple of things. One, you've got a past life on a water planet Ooh. and it feels like, um, and this is interesting because it's a big planet, but not all of the water on it was super deep. Some of it was kind of shallow and I'm trying to describe what I'm seeing because it kind of looks like coral, but there's like waterfalls coming from it. And this world feels very, very peaceful, very peaceful. Like your people have no desire to leave the world or go traveling through space. Like you're happy where you're at. So it's just very peaceful and very happy. And so when you began incarnations as a human, you wanted that again. So you came in as a Toltec and the Toltecs in South America also worked with fountains. And I've had a lifetime myself as a Toltec. And what's interesting about that is for me, it's really weird to be in a place where they have a lot of public fountains and you can't get in them. And the Toltecs designed their fountains so that you could get in them. That was the point. It was a community thing. So like, you know, where there's some malls you go to and they have a splash pad and the kids can play in it. I mean, they had a bunch, they had all these public fountains that, that would do different things. Like some had different healing frequencies in them. Others were just a place to gather, but you actually played in the fountains. That was the point was to get into the fountain. And so that's a carryover from having lived on that planet where you felt this peace and this love. And the lifetime you have as a Toltec is super cool because it's before the European colonizers came. So you get to, you got to experience the whole flower of that. So it's about um, community. It's community. So I would be curious if for you, if any part of water is relaxing to you in any way, like either taking long baths or you like tea or whatever, but there's some, there's a connection there with water and community and just feeling connected. Wow, that's awesome. Um, Heidi, yes, I, I'm i sorry. It must have, uh, she must have done yours when you were making your payment, but um, go back and listen to it because it is really, really amazing. And I know that it's really going to resonate a lot with you. And let's see, Sarah said, oh my goodness, I love to sing. So amazing, Paige. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I'll be Reiki Master certified soon. Oh, there we go. Um, to incorporate more healing into my work. Love your reading so much. Many blessings. Oh, thank you. Well, now I Anything know what I want to add here, if I could really quick. Sure. One of the words, so in um, the Jewish tradition, they have the 72 names of God, which are three Hebrew letters together. Um, and they form an, one of the names of God. And one of the names of God translates to water, directly to water. And they believe that the divine was present in pure water, that um, it was infused with light and that that held the presence of the divine. So for those of you that are getting these water lifetimes, because apparently there's a theme here, um, <laughs> reflect on that is that water was considered a source for the divine. And that's why we christen people or when you do any kind of initiation ceremony, usually water is somehow involved and it goes back to that time. So it has a very ancient root. Well, that's really amazing. Um, so Tiffany, I saw like a message on the side here that got 
like kind of like lit up. I thought I accidentally clicked it on like I was going to delete it, but I see that you have been putting it off the screen. So thank you for that. Um, especially in case I miss somebody because I don't like to skip over people. Mm -hmm. um, I think we might be caught up, but um, oh, how you said she is always drawn to water. Oh, and I believe she lives near the water as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so we we have still probably about 20, 25 minutes left. So mm -hmm. if anybody else would like a reading, please, please put it in the comments. And please let us know what you think of your, your message. So that would be just, okay, Veronica just watched hers. She said she just watched it. And yes, I do see patterns, symbols everywhere in nature. And I'm just learning how to piece them together. Thank you for the validation. Oh, you're welcome. That is so wonderful, Veronica. I knew you would love that. <laughs> See. One of the types of divination I do that you might want to try that's really fun. I'm um, speaking about tea leaf reading. I once taught a class on how to read tea leaves at a science fiction convention. And how I teach it, like literally, I can show you now in like a minute how to do it. Uh -huh. So um, what I did is I taught everybody how to do it by looking at the sky. So if you're on a, if you're outside on a cloudy day and the clouds form shapes, and we've all done this as kids. Oh, wow, that one looks like a dog. That one looks like a submarine. That looks like this. So what you do is you look outside and, and you can close your eyes and ask for a message from the divine. I, I have a question about this. And then if it's a cloudy day where you got lots of little puffy clouds, open your eyes and what's the first cloud that grabs you? And then what shape is it? Now, this is how you work the interpretation of that. Mm -hmm. As an example, with tea leaf reading, if you get a dog in your cup, that usually refers to a friend. Like traditionally, a dog is a friend because they symbolize loyalty, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I've got a girlfriend who was attacked by dogs three times when she was oh. a child. She was just in the wrong place at the right at the wrong time, pretty much how it was. I mean, she's okay and all that, but she's terrified of dogs. So if she closes her eyes and then opens them and then sees a dog in the clouds, that's going to freak her out because she doesn't have a good feeling about dogs. Right. If you love dogs and you do see them as friends, then that would be your interpretation. So if my friend who doesn't like dogs or is afraid of them saw a picture of a dog in the sky, then she would go, okay, I just need to be cautious of something that might be coming because right. she could link it to that episode in her life. So you look at how it speaks to you. How does it speak to you personally? Do you like the symbol? What do you think about this symbol? Mm -hmm. And then that's how you form your interpretation. And that's how actually how you interpret dreams too. How do you feel about the different things that are in your dreams? Mm -hmm. Like, look at each of the symbols. What does that say to you as far as, well, how do I feel about cars? Or how do I feel about this road being really twisty as opposed to maybe being straight and narrow or whatever? And that's how you do your interpretations. That makes a lot of sense. But mm -hmm. I had to kind of laugh when you said how you used to look at the clouds when you were kids. Some of us still do that. <laughs> I do that. I do cloud divination all the time. And it's really accurate, actually. Oh, oh it's surprisingly it's, accurate. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. um, but that's really great. Do you do you teach classes on on that on the team? Yeah, I've do done you? classes on just about everything. I did a woo woo class once, teaching people how to talk to people from other planets should they ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> I love that. Mm -hmm. um, we have a couple more. Um, 
Oh, thank you so much, Heather, for your super sticker. That is so awesome. We'll go with Heather. Hi, Heather. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. So um, what I'm seeing is you were a man in a past life. You were a stagehand. It looks like it was for the Globe Theater in England. So this is really old. So this would have been when Shakespeare was still alive. Ooh. And you helped with the sets and you, and you saw all of these plays. You were illiterate, but you had a really good memory. Like you had all the lines of all of his plays memorized. And because you did that, it actually expanded your mind a lot. And you could talk about a lot of really cool things. And again, that's a lifetime where you're watching something really important happen. Um, and you're seeing all of these plays for like the first time ever. So that's really, really cool. And I see all of these colors around you, like all the, all of, and back then, um, like all of the actors were men. I mean, most people don't know that, but women couldn't act. It was right. really like, I mean, even if you were a man and you were an actor, it was like really looked down on, but, but everybody was male who did the performances, but you helped build the stages. You helped with all the costuming. Like you did a lot of stuff because they needed people to do a lot of different things, but it's such a fascinating lifetime. I feel like you're surrounded by all of this incredible creativity all of this inspiration, you learn new ways of knowing things. Um, it just feels really exciting and, and really fun to me that lifetime. Wow, that is so cool. Um, so I'm going to say, Veronica said, thanks, Paige. That was very helpful. I'm always looking at clouds as those who see my pics of clouds on Facebook know. <laughs> and Laura, Laura Ramiro, she said she loves cloud watching. Yeah, it's it fun. is. It's very fun. I can remember always doing that. And mm -hmm. you always see the neatest shapes in the clouds. One time I was flying from Phoenix to Austin, Texas to visit my kids. And I always get the window seat because I'm, I'm looking at clouds from above. And I looked out the window and suddenly all these colors started going past. Like the whole window was red and then it was orange and then it was yellow. And I thought, holy crap, we're flying through a rainbow. And that's exactly what happened. We flew, so I saw all of the colors go by. And then as we ascended, there was this perfect round shape. Cause so rainbows naturally in the wild are round. They're totally round. So when we see them on the earth and looking up, it looks like just a bow, but it's actually completing a round up above the clouds. And so oh, wow. I saw the whole round of the rainbow and the shadow of our plane was in the middle of it. It was the coolest thing ever. Oh, wow. That is amazing. I saw a rainbow um, once from an airplane, too, and it just looked like it. I mean, it was so huge and the colors were so intense. That was a long, long time ago. But, you know, when I, I get I, something like that happens, I get all excited. I don't even think to take a picture, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, cell phones now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everybody does it now. Um, do we have a um, little reading for Stony? Okay. Okay, let's see. Oh, wow. Okay, so what I'm seeing with you is it feels like you're Mayan in this past life. Again, this is before European colonizing came. And the reason I mention that in these lifetimes when you're from an area where there might have been colonization is because it's going to be a totally different feel to the lifetime than after all that happens. But what I'm seeing is that you're holding one of um, the crystal skulls and you're taking it somewhere. It's like you were a, a skull carrier. So I don't know if you're familiar with crystal skulls, but there's supposed to be, I think, nine 
there's seven that have been found, but they they can't find out how these skulls were made. Like there's no tools today that could make them as smooth and, and perfect as they are, but they contain knowledge, like dimensions from other dimensions. And there's um, some theories that, that the skulls helped those civilizations develop. But anyway, when you're a skull carrier, you're the one that gets to talk to the skull and you talk to the spirit that's in the skull. And I have to say the first time I heard about this, I thought it was such bullshit. Because, you know, we were supposed to meet this crystal skull. This person was bringing in, um, I think it was Max. They all have names, too. This was Max. He came into the store, um, like he was coming into this place called Storm Wisdom. And you could meet the person there and have a session. And I was grumbling about it. And I'm like, who does she think she is? This is crap. You know, I'm just going to go. And I paid 50 bucks for it just to sit in the room with Max. And I'm like, all right, fine. And I sit in front of the chair and I'm looking at Max and I could touch him, but I couldn't pick him up. And I'm like, fine. And I take my hands and my thumbs and I swirl them around his little eye sockets. And I'm like, there, there. And then suddenly it's like, whoosh, I got this memory that I was a skull holder as well. And I just started bawling. And I'm like, oh, that's why I'm wondering about this. Because I'm like, here's this modern lady. She's never been initiated. And here she is holding the skull. And what the hell? And I thought, oh, my God, that's where that attitude came from. Anyway. Anyway, all of the skulls are connected. That's just how it works. If you get yourself a little crystal skull and hold it, you might start getting some really interesting information downloads. Things from other planets, probably other lifetimes would come through. It would be a way to communicate those things. Like magically, when you get skull candles to burn them to do magic with, skull candles can um, bring in really good stuff. So um, there's something powerful here for you on that. But you were a priestess. And you were the holder of the skull and you communicated the messages to the ruling class from the skull. So that's pretty cool. That is very cool. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to laugh when you were talking about Max because my son and I went and met Max. Oh, okay, and, cool. Yes. And it was like the most intense energy ever. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And even the lady who came in and I thought, oh, shit, I held Max. Well, this is weird. I'm not going to say anything. And the lady who was doing it at the time said... Max says that you were one of his holders. And I'm like, well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really emotional because there was, I could still feel that he, he loved me and all that, but now he's with somebody else. It's just, It was so weird. It's like if you have this lifetime dating somebody and then you die, but they're immortal and they've moved on to another relationship is what it felt like. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> wow. That is just, so amazing. Um, Heather says, thank you. And Sarah said she sees lots of hearts in the clouds. That's cool. And to me, that's the universe sharing that it loves you. Yeah, that is beautiful. Joyce mm -hmm. says she's always taking pictures of clouds that she loves them. Mm -hmm. And Veronica said that the other day she was bantering with one of her guides and looked at a cloud and it was giving her the finger. <laughs> okay so if that's the case what i feel that message is and again this is up to you you could look at that get your own interpretation well how do you feel about that and it may not necessarily be flipping you off but it may be talking about an issue that you're working over and you're like you're giving it more importance than it needs is what i'm getting on that i see that's good kim says i I have been in trouble a few times for going into fountains, run through the sprinklers often, and soaking in a hot tub. 
Yes, water is peaceful. Oh, cool. That is really cool. Um, interesting. Thank you so much, said Stoney. Veronica said the skulls make her feel really uneasy. She must look into why. Okay. And that does that is with some people too. Like some people take yeah. a while to get comfortable with them, some don't. As an example for this, I've got a girlfriend who cannot stand anything Egyptian. She hates it. And it turns out she's a really powerful past life coming through where she was African and taken into slavery by them. Oh. So she doesn't have good memories of them at all. Mm -hmm. Like at all. So sometimes your aversion to a thing could be that either in a past life you wanted to get close to whatever it was, but were kind of refuted. And I feel like there's some kind of class structure thing going on with that question. Like in some way, and I'm not even sure it was around a skull, but it seems like it's around something that you thought should have been yours that wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, so there's there's that around it. And some people just don't like them. And you know what? That is totally okay. Yeah, when I first heard about them, I thought that was kind of weird. I did too. I, I was like, really? This is just yeah. fine. Yeah. And it's like, where did these things come from? And how do you really mm -hmm. know they're what you say they are? But then when you experience the energies, it's completely different. Yeah. And like around Max, I'm like, oh, yeah. I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> do we have a, um, a message for Anthony? Hi, Anthony. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So what they're showing me is that you have a lifetime from a planet that's super close to your sun, like super close. So you can handle really super hot temperatures in that lifetime. And it feels like you build you built space stations that were between your planet and the sun because there's something, some kind of energy thing you did. Like you could get energy from your sun um, and your people could handle like really intense pressure. So I don't get the feeling you were really tall. You're probably really short because usually um, beings are that come from planets that have a lot of gravity. So you had a lot of pressure, but, and when I look at how, like when I'm looking through your eyes at how you're looking at your star, it's, it's like, it fills your whole vision. It's, it's really pretty incredible, but you learned how to communicate and work with solar energy. So listen to that first part, you learn to communicate. So what that means is that you would have lifetimes. So what I'm picking up with you is lifetimes where the sun would have been a, a central part of that. So how is that translating now? So what that means is I feel like you have a lifetime where you served the Egyptian sun god Ra. So that I'm getting a feeling there. So you were, you were part of that. And it feels like you were um, a priest, but close to the Pharaoh at the time. And you helped with the design of some of the cities, but you were really into like how constellations align, like Orion's belt and stuff like that. You were way into that. Um, and then other lifetimes where the sun was also important. Mm -hmm. um, like there seems to be one that's in South America somewhere where the, where the sun's important, but also Norway. So Norway, the sun obviously is important because it's warm and it's really cold up there. So yeah. they see, you know, more, more life affirming things around the sun. And what I'm being guided to say for you is that it's actually possible for you to connect to the, the star that we have here, to connect to our sun. And then imagine like the golden light comes through your hands and through your body. And with the hand that you write with, imagine that that light comes out through that hand and then put your hand on something you wanna, you wanna give energy to or see manifest in some way. But what they're sharing with me is that you could use the sun to still produce energy for you, even though you're not on a ship anymore, you're you're here on this planet. 
but you could do that with just by using the sun that you have a really good connection with that. Wow. I would try that. <laughs> that is really cool. Have you ever had an experience where you didn't get any information at all? No, but I did have one person who um, had all of their past lives were really negative. <laughs> there was oh. not one, actually. There was not one. <laughs> was there current life as well? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, that would be awful. Yeah, and when I told him, I thought, wow, I've got to pick the best one of the bunch, and they're all pretty awful, but okay, I'll pick this one. <laughs> and I, it, it turns out that she was responsible for the burning of the Library of Alexandria. Oh. And I thought, oh, okay, and so how do I spin this? Because, you know, I don't want to leave her crushed or anything. What if she finds all of this upsetting? And so <laughs> I told her, I said, okay, so in that lifetime was the lifetime where you learned you could start you could make a step into a positive direction and you can learn from this lifetime to create beauty in the future. And mm -hmm. she looked at me and smiled and she said, I love being a monster. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So Tiffany just asked a very interesting question. Uh -huh. She said, how would you all feel to have Paige join Goldilocks Productions as a show host? Would you watch the shows and listen to some of these amazing responses? Sarah said it would be awesome to have Paige on our Goldilocks Productions team. And I agree. Veronica says, Tiffany, Paige's energy is beautiful and, and pure. So she would be a fantastic addition. Well, thank that you, is, everyone. That is awesome. Um, Anthony said, thank you very much Paige, for his message. Veronica said, she. let's see, the hope. Her shows would be in my time zone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Heidi said this was incredible. And your readings are absolutely magnificent. Thank you. I've I've never really like heard anything quite like that before in my life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, this is a pointer I'll give to all of you. Um, you can only see what you believe in. For example, I knew this guy who was a brilliant, brilliant medium, like the best medium I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. He could look at you and say, wow, your grandmother used to bake blueberry pies, but she could never get the flour mixture right. It was always on a Tuesday at 4 p.m., like real specific stuff that people would know. And he was dead on with all of it. Um, but And he did other psychic readings, too. But he couldn't see anything about aliens. And he couldn't see like elementals because he didn't believe in that stuff because he was super fundamentalist. It was just, oh. you know, his Christian view of the world. So he couldn't see. So I think it would be possible for him to see those things. Mm -hmm. So I try to be really accepting of what is out there, even though it may not be my thing. I want to be able to see it. Yeah. So that's why I leave it open and why sometimes the, you know, I always wonder, well, what's something to say when, oh, you were from another planet. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, you were from there. <clears throat> Veronica said that you may not know she's in Australia. Oh wow. Yeah. So they're get they're just moving into winter time there. Oh, okay, cool. And Joyce said, Paige, you are amazing. I would love to see you more. Oh, thank you. And I know some people like you know, um, came out a little bit later after we had mm -hmm. talked in the beginning. So would you just real quick tell everybody about your soul portraits and how they can get one? Okay. So um, I do have a website called artofpage.com, which you can go to um, that shows examples of my work so you can see what it looks like. 
Um, and what I do generally, people contact me most of the time through email. And um, otherwise, it's usually some kind of social media format. But most of the time, I get contacted through email. So just email me, say, hey, I'd like a picture. And then we just go back and forth, like, who is it for? Is it for you or a family member or a friend or, or whatever? And turnaround time is usually around two weeks. Sometimes it's a little sooner than that. If I get slammed with orders, you know, mm -hmm. I let everybody know. But then I send you a tracking number so you can um, you can track it. Um, I don't have a click to buy option yet on my on my site. Mostly I just connect with people because I want to make sure they really want it. I don't want somebody flippantly just buying it because they're bored and then. Right. Right. I mean, what, what exactly does it entail? So what it is, is I draw a picture for you that is a picture of what your soul most wants you to know. So it'll be highly symbolic of um, different things in your life. And you get a typed report. It's about two to three pages long. And in it, I will go through three different past lives you've had. And I will say who you were, when you were. Um, if I pick up that maybe somebody in your life is somebody you knew, then that will, will come in if it's important to know. Also, what you were supposed to learn from that lifetime. I also give you messages from two different spirit guides and recommendations for stones that are good for you to help you manifest what you're working on at the moment. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then I also leave it open like if something in the report isn't clear, you're like, well, I don't understand this part. Can you explain a little more? I'm open to doing that because I want to make sure that what I'm telling you is clear. And I don't charge you like to come back with an email and go, I don't understand this part. Yeah. You know, just send me an email. And I'm like, oh, well, let me explain. It's this, this, and this. Wow. That's beautiful. Have you done one for yourself? Mm -hmm. I've done a couple. Yeah. Oh, that's really, that is and Usually so I do them if there's something I want to pull out. Like if I want to manifest something more or I'm working on a goal, that's mm -hmm. usually when I'll do them. Wow. That is so awesome. Um, and Laura said, I think she'd have a great show. Oh, thank you. I think that is true, too. It's been so much fun having you here, and I hope maybe in the future you'll come back again. Yeah, I'd love to. That is, oh, that would be great. Veronica said, wow, that sounds awesome. What an amazing talent you have. Thank you. Yes, you do. You sure do. This has been so much fun, Paige. Thank you so much for coming on and kicking off my summer for me with um, being my first special guest of the summer. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I want to thank everyone else for being here, and I hope you guys will, you know, come back next week. And you guys all need to write down Paige's email address so you can go and get a soul portrait because they are absolutely gorgeous. I'm going to get mine next week, hopefully. So um, after I do, of course, I'll show it to you guys, and you can see. I know we've seen when Tiffany's, you did one for Tiffany. It was mm -hmm. beautiful. And I believe Robin as well. Mm -hmm. I think I, I think I missed part of when she was explaining it, but it was beautiful. Thank you. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I guess we're at, at that, that um, time where we're out of time. <laughs> so I will um, say goodnight for now. And thank you again, Paige. I'm just so grateful you were here. Oh, it's been an welcome. amazing show. Um, and everybody else have a great week. And I love you all. Good night. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 